Hello and thank you for being here with us. Today's episode is brought to you by Catalyst Instructive, the place where effective coaching with one executive has a tremendous effect on tens, hundreds, or even thousands of individuals, and where you can get sales team advisor services to assist organizations in reaching their goals, especially the ones they desire and deserve. Now let's jump right into it. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm here with Ancilla Lobo. She is my special guest today. This is Catalyst Radio, and we are going to be talking to Ancilla today about what she has gone through in terms of a person, a place, or a thing that has affected her in her life, and how she is also producing change in this world. Welcome, Ancilla. I'll let you kind of give us a quick introduction. Hi, Alejandro. My name is Ansela. Thank you very much for having me at this on this radio podcast and uh, giving me this opportunity. I don't know how much I am a uh, catalyst in somebody else's life, but I do know that the instances that happened in my life shaped me and uh, has brought me to where I am today. Very good. Very humble, because I think just from knowing you now for uh, several years, you do quite a bit for other people. So, but we'll start. We'll start with um, maybe describing for us, kind of what in your life has been a catalyst, and then, um, and then you know we can uh, you can tell us a little bit about that. And uh, just as a just to reiterate to our audience, the the whole hope here is that hopefully um, we can inspire you to be able to see and recognize these opportunities in your life, whether it be today, uh, something that you're going through today or something that happened in the past, or maybe something that you will need to recognize in the future. So, Ancilla, let us know kind of what that kind of event or person, place, thing was and how it affected you in your life. Now that you say, let's start from opportunities. I used to always wonder that how will I recognize an opportunity that comes my way? I used to not have confidence in myself and I would wonder, would I open the door for the opportunity to come in or would I miss it? In the end, I realized that there is nothing called opportunity. It's your problems which are your opportunities or what you term as your obstacles are what is your opportunity because it takes you away from your comfort zone and makes you a better or a worse person. Becoming better or worse is your choice and you can use that situation to make your choice. That's when I realized that is what is an opportunity. So let's start with what has opportunities that, which I thought at one time were hindrances or obstacles in my path that has brought me here today. The first was uh, when I lost my dad at the age of nine and my mom is a housewife She's not very educated. And I had an elder sister and a younger brother. That's when I had to get out of my comfort zone of a child and become a bread earning member. It shaped me in such a way that I took on more responsibilities. I was studying, I was working, I was tutoring all at the same time. It, like my day started at 6.30 in the morning, got over at 11.30, 12 at night. In between, I would do my part-time job, I would go to college, I would work in a nursing home, as well as tutor kids. 
that was my first opportunity it allowed me to grow more than what a child would be at the age of 9 my second opportunity came when i got a chance to go to dubai and uh, it all started with a bet we were i was studying law and as usual you know how students do you know they dare each other somebody was checking my hand and they said oh you're never going abroad and i said yeah really i'm never going abroad let's see how it happens i call another friend of mine who had a travel agent and he said i have to go abroad somebody said i can't do it so i have to do it so okay i'll book you i'll get your visa and you go to dubai so he tells calls me up a week later and he says yeah that's your uh, ticket and uh, your visa is on arrival you won't have a problem so i said okay i go i go there the plane lands i'm waiting for my visa the visa doesn't come till 2 o'clock i'm waiting and then i go and ask them for my visa there is no visa so oh boy now what dubai in 90s was a very strict islamic country and uh, it wasn't easy to get a visa for a single girl and i was just 20 at that time some of the other i got in touch with the sponsor kept threatening him the whole night that he had to get my visa done and then when i was in the airport there i got talking to people and they asked me how did you come here i said oh this guy is arranging my visa they said oh he's arranging visa for you oh oh that's not good news because he gets women like girls for the red light area and i said oh my god where have i come and stuck myself with so but somehow the other through contacts i found some other lady who was from my village and i called her up and i said you know i'm in this mess can i come and stay at your house she said okay next day this guy comes up with my visa and he the deal was that i stay in a hotel for 3 days and it would cover it would be within my visa charges and that there was no way i was going with him so when he comes to pick me up i said no i have made other arrangements i go to another friend's house i stay there and that was another area of my you know where i had to get out of my comfort zone stay in the airport for the whole night where there were all men there and i'm a lone lady or a girl i should say at that time and uh, wow and so i wh- knew wh- where were you traveling from during i was traveling traveling from india to dubai and in the 90s the arabs had a very bad reputation yes and there, there were no cell phones or anything as such which is so common now yes So suddenly you go there and you know and you realize what a jam you are in. Wow. And you can't come back and tell your mom and my mom would have freaked out. Wow. Something like this has happened. Such a relevant kind of um thing still I guess in the sense that uh the 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 whole human trafficking thing, right? Exactly. Still goes on today. Yes, but the gentleman the guy who got my visa was a real nice gentleman. He came to meet me at the airport and then he says, "You know, you're never taking a chance like this again." He gave me his card. He says, "Next time you want to come in, this is what you do." But uh, within 15 days that I was there, the uh, Kuwait war broke out, so I wow. had to come back. Wow! But I was studying law, so it was quite okay. But I completed my dare that I would go to a foreign right. country and break the jinx that I'm not going to go anywhere. Right. So that was my second opportunity. I realized how much I could depend on myself, how I can uh, think on the spot. and that i don't i don't give in to panic i panic later but at that moment my whole goal was no i have to get out of the airport i can't go back it will be such a shame there if i go in without you know if i get deported and with just that i got in so nice. that was that was 
a good awakening. I knew I was strong, but that confirmed it. Yes. Since I didn't know anyone in going to Dubai. Yes. So that was my second big opportunity. My third opportunity was when I was, in fact, when I was studying, I uh, I graduated, and then I went to give uh, sweets to my neighbor, saying that you know I've graduated, and he was a bank manager, and he said that. Oh, now what are you going to do? So I was just talking to people. What further after you know your become graduation? What can you do? So I was just throwing up in the air. Oh, I can do law. I can do CS. So he turns around and tells me, "You do not. You do not have the uh, personality for a company secretary." And company secretary in India was a big thing at that time. It's like you are a chartered accountant. So I turn around and I say, "Oh yeah, okay. Now I got to do it." <laughs> so that's how I ended up doing my. So it's all thanks to him and his prodding. And company secretary was so difficult to do because the percentage of passing was hardly a percentage. Right. And uh, even if I wanted to give up, I couldn't. Yeah. Because I didn't want to say that you know I couldn't do it. Yes. It's almost like show show the haters yes. that you can do yes. it. Yes. Challenge accepted. Exactly. Challenge accepted. And I I know how much I cried, but I did it. That was you know like that is the bottom line. You just do it. Yes. So that was then, and then we come to Canada. In Canada, things were going well, but my other opportunity came when my family broke up. In our generation, you think you're married for uh, ever, and you really don't look at life in practicality. You just have this image that it is forever, and you get up in the morning, and then you know, routine goes on. You have your house, you have your kids, and everything is set. And one fine day, you realize, no, it's not that. And now you got to sit back and start thinking. But at that moment, you think, you know, you have lost everything. You have lost your kid, lost your husband, you lost your house. Then what? And since your whole focus is on that, you are not prepared to be just you. You are not prepared. Like I wasn't prepared to be Ansela. I was always as mother of so and so, wife of so and so, daughter of so and so. But who is Ansela? And when that broke up, then Ansela's journey started. Mm-hmm. That's when I started going in and finding out why is this happening? What is happening to me? Where am I going with all this? Everything that I thought was important is all gone away. So what is left? Then it started my identity of who am I? Why is this all happening? There has to be a purpose. It can't just be that. And if you believe in a higher up, you feel that he's not on your side. But I always knew that I had a strong faith that, you know, things will get through. You'll get through whatever it is. But I wanted to know why this is happening. And then I found out, you know, we as human beings have a lot of misconceptions. We think that it is you are meant to walk in your life till dead do you part. It's not that. You walk a journey with a person for a particular mm-hmm. time, and then your journey is in a different path, and the other person's journey is in another path. But you can't just get up one day and say, you know, okay, that's it, we are done. Now my path is this and that. There has to be a catalyst, something to break up. Mm-hmm. And then now that I look back, I realize that it was meant to be because now I can. For me, service, service to humanity is very important. And if I was in the family situation, I wouldn't be able to do what I was meant to do. 
they, I have very good kids, so I don't have to worry about them. They are in a safe house. Everything is good that side. So now I can do what I have to do. So this is the opportunity I took to not only discover, and then when I started looking at things that I am responsible for what happens in my life, and everything happens with a purpose, and it is a way of the universe showing you how strong you are. And it won't ever give you things that you cannot handle. So you, it just you keep reminding yourself, no, if this has come in your plate, you can do it. That is the first validation that you have this problem means you have the solution within yourself. And that is your biggest strength. Everyone, when you go through a problem, you should understand or re remind yourself that the only reason you have that problem is because you are strong enough to handle it. You have it within you to do it. All you need to do is sit back, look at it, not get emotionally involved, and then take it up from there. And you will, if you don't get emotionally involved, when you get emotionally involved, I find that our thinking capabilities, there is a boundary around it. We are not willing to go beyond it. But when you look at it very impersonally, and you look at you know the things that you say you can do and you can't do, and you just question, if something you can't do, just ask yourself, why can't you do it? What is stopping you from doing it? And then you realize it's only your mind that is stopping you from doing it. That's when I learned how to make my mind my friend rather than my enemy. I learned how to make my mind my strength rather than my enemy. To learn, I retrained myself to look at opportunities to look at in whatever negative or whatever happens, there's always a silver lining. And you got to search for that. Once you search that and you train your mind to recognize that, nothing, nothing ever can put you down. There's something you said there, Ancilla, where you, you mentioned you've trained your mind to be your friend. I have a really good friend of mine that always says that um, your challenges and your success is everything in between the years. Yep. Very much so, very much. And it's all, everything is a matter of perception. So what you think as your failure is actually your success because it's from your failure your success will rise. But if you succeed in a thing, you really don't pay attention to what you have done and you just breeze through it. Right. But when you are, when you have a failure or you have, you're stumbled, then you really pay attention, you focus, you see where you have stumbled and then you grow. So yes. you evolve. Yes. So I realized that, that everything is about evolving and change is definite. So you embrace the change yeah. and you and you root the change in the direction that you want it to go. Yeah. It's in your hand. When they talk about, when you know, if you're a Christian and they talk about uh, you have your willpower, like, it's your will, thy will be done, like whatever is your will. Your, your will is your choice. Mm -hmm. You cannot blame anyone else for what happens in your life. Mm -hmm. When you take the responsibility and you look at it, you know, like it may be whatever anybody says, it could be somebody else may be the catalyst for whatever came into your life. But if you take the responsibility and you look at it, I find that I am then spending my energy to improve myself to see where I went wrong, what was the shortcoming, how can I overcome it, who shall I catch to overcome it, what are my weaknesses. So all my energy is spent in that, rather than wasting it on somebody else, oh, that person said this, that person did that. I'm not wasting any of my energy on that. I want to take it back to one thing you said at the very beginning, and you said about uh, opportunities 
not necessarily being the opportunities, but actually being those type of challenges. Yes, they and, are. And I feel like, in, in you described very, very uh, like four or five of these as opportunities. So I found it very curious that you still called them opportunities, but in reality, I think if we go back to the beginning, what we really should be saying is recognize the challenges and flip them into, into opportunities. opportunities. Exactly. And be a lot better at that. Exactly, because exactly. finding the challenges and the difficult, um, regardless of industry, regardless of- Anything. If you look on the websites, by the way, all the you'll only see the negative reviews someone True. that's happy is not going to be taking the time to type in there right. how happy they are so regardless of you know what industries and it's you end up hearing more of the negative feedback True. True. Um, so maybe it's recognizing and identifying those yes. ones that you can really change True. into a into a positive act i also realize your happiness is a choice every day in the morning i get up saying that i am choosing today to be happy and irrespective of whatever challenges i'm facing during the day that part of me which which that feeling of happiness has been you know surrounded by it doesn't it doesn't touch that so that was another thing because somebody once when i was going through all this thing they asked me when was the last time you were happy? And I am, um, I was stumped. I said, when was the last time I was happy? I couldn't rec recollect a single instant when I was happy. And then I started paying more attention to, it, attention to it. And then I realized even a ray of the sun on a cold day makes mm -hmm. you feel happy. Mm -hmm. Or on a hot day, you know, the breeze just passing by your face makes you feel happy. Mm -hmm. So it is not attached to anything. You can't put a milestone that if I have this or if I achieve that, then I will be happy. No, no. no it's, it's your decision to take. It's, it's certainly a mindset, I Big believe. Big time. And, um, and just like you mentioned, some, something made you more, uh, be a little bit more attentive or attuned yep. to seeing those things that bring you joy and happiness. And it's all in the mindset. It's all in the mind. It's all in the when mind. When you're in a different type of mindset you would not recognize no. that it doesn't bring you happiness or joy no 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 so I, I find at least for me it works that whatever challenges come into my way there are three things I look at it first thing I, I will always say okay this challenges come into my way that means I am capable of handling it so that is my first validation and then if this challenge has come in my way there's something I have done to trigger it so let me see what I have done to trigger it so it's it's and the confirmation that yes, I will be a better person for this challenge. Mm -hmm. And that is what uh, mm -hmm. it, and I, I read a book called Profit, that had a big impact on me. Okay. It allowed me to uh, break down all the boundaries in my head, Okay. in how we think, and how we associate with only your, uh, your family as your own. But if you break the boundaries and you look at everyone, like you come in alone and you, you can decide, even the stranger is your family. And it works, it really works. So, yes, it's just not taking things for granted. As in, you know, like we tend to take what somebody else has said as gospel truth without mm -hmm. doing the uh, investigation about it. Mm -hmm. But when you sit back and you look at that statement and you say, really, is it true? Mm -hmm. Can I, what if happens if I do it instead of why, why not? Right. 
and then you it changes the whole picture that's right that's right it's you know there's so many different um, conversations I've been having through this platform and it's it's very and everybody has different um, ways of uh, takes and ways of expressing um, these things and this is very unique in the sense that you know it, you know, I, I think we've talked about it before in terms of, okay, these were the challenges and kind of how it changed us um, and trying to recognize those. But I really, I'm really gravitating to that idea of um, more or less being able to decipher the different challenges and, and take the yes. ones that you can really get you on the other side of that challenge True. after you achieve it, completely come out a different person. And True. like you said, um, you know, God doesn't give you challenges that you can't handle. Yes. So that is something that everybody should keep in mind when you're going through these challenges. And do you have any other um, kind of tips for people? No, maybe that, I would say first. That you would say. Yeah. Know thyself. Yeah. Sit and face yourself. It's very difficult because we like to hide. We are not willing to face ourselves. It's a very tough, difficult, challenging job. But believe me, when you do that, when you tear open all the facades that you're hiding behind and you see your weaknesses and your strength, you'll become a better person. With me, I know I have so many weaknesses or so many things that I need help with. Then I will see somebody else who can help me with that. And it's no shame in saying that you are a weak in one particular area. These are your strong points. These are your weak points. And... I would say I'm work in progress. It's every day I'm working on myself to see how to be better. Yes. One of the things that I find with some of the executives that I've worked with is that they, even in the contracting industry, for example, um, contractors are typically one to four people. Okay. And I say one to four only because they hire two to three people when and if necessary. Um, but they're doing everything. They're making the phone calls. They're doing the sales. They're swinging the hammer they're doing the painting they're doing everything the accounting they're paying the input they do everything and one of the things I think that I work with those sorts of individuals to do is identify those things that they are good at right. and the ones that they're not good at oftentimes I find that um, some individuals are good at actually doing the work right and maybe doing it alongside others but they're really bad at keeping the, the books. Yes. And then they get in trouble with the accountant. Yeah. And then that adds a little bit more stress and so on and so forth. So um, uh, oftentimes it's focusing on, on the things that they're good at and then identifying the things that they're weak at, but getting others or other resources to kind yes. of help with those items and things of that nature. So it's it's certainly something that we focus on at, uh, at, at Catalyst Instructive and from that perspective. Um, and what about, you know, we started off, you started off saying that you're not sure how many people you help. Now, I've, I've got to tell you, I, did, I completely disagree with that. But can you tell us a little bit about what, you know, you are doing um, that does help other people and, and basically makes you a catalyst in their life? This journey, especially after the, after the breakup, was... I had a lot of my customers who stood by me. I run a restaurant, and we run a restaurant in a very different way. We like to be a part of the community. So for us, it's all about uh, relationships. So we build relationships here. 
and I didn't know how strong my relationships were when I went through the breakup and I had my customers who you would just generally take as you know someone who you talk to and all that when they stood by me and they they walked the path with me I realized the importance of how much a community is if you have the community to have your back you know nothing can make you stronger then I said okay now I have time on your ha- time on my hands so how do I use it the first Christmas after I broke up, in fact, I, I didn't have any money and uh, I didn't have money for the kids for Christmas. And then I was wondering what to do. So then I came up with this. I told them that, you know, for this Christmas, let us feed the poor. So that first Christmas, we made cards and we gave it to sick kids and we gave, not sick kids, the Children Aid Society and uh, food banks and we invited the homeless to come into the restaurant and I would cook for them and uh, that was my children's uh, Christmas present that was the money so we did that and that response was so good we had so many strangers who came across and they hugged my kids and I think it helped them a lot because that was the first time we were not together as a family and somebody else coming and giving you blessings and hugging you and you know appreciating what you are doing mm-hmm. went a long way so from that year ancillas has started a tradition of feeding the homeless at the restaurant on christmas day that's amazing and for me it is as a mother you know like you tend to eat food other days but on christmas day you want to give your kids something different something good and many of them do not get opportunities to eat at restaurants so this is what i do for all the mothers so on behalf of the mothers i take this on myself that you come here and we'll feed you on that day very nice so we have been doing this for the last eight nine years then about uh, two years ago i had one of my customers who gave me a lot of tim horton's uh, gift cards i didn't give it to the people who came to the restaurant to eat because they, we had a lot of gifts for them. So with my son, I went onto the streets. I said, you know, they, the ones who are on the streets will need Tim mm-hmm. Horton's coffee. And it was 31st December when we went to give the, we had some clothes and uh, the gift card. And when we were giving them, it was so cold. Just getting off from the car and going and approaching them, we were frozen. And they are just living on the vents there. I come back and I tell a friend of mine, I experienced this. and tells me we got to do something mm-hmm. so from that time onwards we started once a month making soups and sandwiches and going out on the streets and distributing we do about 150 200 of them amazing but during covid we started doing it every week but now we have cut down to twice a month so we make sandwiches now because it's summer hot soups when in winter and we go and uh, we distribute And we use this, the restaurant, and you know, as a platform where for parents, suppose if you have birthdays and you want to show, it's very easy to tell your kids do charity, but you have to show the way. For me, everything is by example. So we use this as the parents come, they give me the money, we cook the food, the kids come, they pack the food, and then they come with us to the streets to give the food. So, you know, it has a big impact on the child. Nice. So we do that, and that's how. Yes, that's that's amazing. I completely agree with you in regards to obviously giving to those that need, but also getting the help 
yes to prepare and using the young folks and the children and you know the parents of the community really to get them involved um, yeah you know the children learn a lot from that exactly just from being exactly. involved and knowing where it's going to whatever capacity they're helping and social compassion is so huge it, especially in these troubled times one should have social compassion it's not about you everyone lives for themselves if you try living for somebody else you'll find that there is more joy in that so that is what i have found in my journey that having empathy for somebody sympathizing just being there for someone to talk to goes a long way yes yes goes a long way that's amazing and then and that's going to continue obviously throughout the winter oh yes oh yes we just COVID, did last no week no covid no covid covid we just continue last weekend we gave we made about 150 sandwiches we do fruits sandwiches and water wow and then we distribute now in winter we would do either cold or hot pasta soups and uh, and always going to toronto no we do um, we do drop in centers in guelph we do downtown toronto and we do uh, in mississauga too okay so we go all over so if if there was any sort of catalyst that ancilla would need right now or something that would get you to the next level what would what would that be for you hmm i really don't know <laughs> i never thought about it but i'm sure something else you know it's um, for me as i told you before when i think of doing something something always comes as a catalyst and i used that opportunity i you know the first time when we did the soups we had just done, done the christmas so i put in a lot of money for christmas i didn't have anything for the soups but we just decided we are going to do it it costed us 289 dollars to make those 50 packets of soup and just two days before the order i get an order for catering for 289 wow so that is for me the universe telling me okay you are on the right track go ahead we'll take care of the money for you wow. and i never looked back it always comes wow. it always comes it's like karma or i don't know about karma i don't uh, i for me karma is science what you give so you'll get yes what you sow so you'll reap yes so i don't pay too much attention to it yes just do what you have to do today yeah yeah with me it's very important that i treat somebody else the way i like to be treated yeah so i go from there Yeah. So today they are in that condition. Tomorrow it could be me there. Yes. So what would I want when I'm there? Yes. So that is how I look at things and yes. I go ahead. I used to a long time ago there was the um I guess it's still out there the the secret. Yes. The power yes, of positive. Yes, yes. Positive uh Affirmation. attraction. Yeah, yeah. attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a that was a little while ago now. over 20 years ago i think that i that, saw the film the oh, secret okay. okay maybe but yeah i guess it was you know it was you know people knew about it or what not or that that sort of concept but it's it's it, you're right what you put out is you know is what you basically attract yeah. you know and you surround yourself with kind of what you're putting out true true yeah um and so i like to um end with a, a a funny question or something of a fun question. Okay. Um so in your opinion what is something that is not visible that you wish everyone could see? Something that's not visible that you wish everybody could see. Love. Okay. And okay. 
love is not visible breath the air yeah and i know air is free but we have to remind ourselves we have to pay for that yeah because if you go to the hospitals you oh, yeah. pay through your nose for the oxygen there oh yeah yeah so yeah you you are uh, breathing free air but it's not really free nothing is free right you have to pay forward yes how, and how would how would love look if we could see love love would look like a nice warm yellow golden blanket which you can cover yourself and everybody in it's nice warm folds for me love is that nice it's a nice warm feeling nice and uh, it it brings uh, it gladdens your heart sort of thing it makes your heart uh, bubbly nice that is love for me very nice and it's so easy it's free you yes. can give you don't have to pay for it yes Spring, it? sprinkle that everywhere <laughs> that's what i do my food people say why is your food like this yeah all i do is put in love that's my secret ingredient out <laughs> over there yes. very nice very nice and so uh, well it was a pleasure um having you with us today and i in the future if there's uh, any other topics that we can perhaps get you on board for we should certainly connect um you know i am working on uh, potentially doing a, a video type of blog or or video type of podcast which will be a little bit more interesting as well hopefully with the visuals so it we'll definitely would be You're doing a very good uh, i like this program that you have I appreciate it Ansilla yes. and I appreciate your time and thank you everybody for being here with us. I know you could be anywhere in the world if you're not in lockdown. <laughs> so thank you for being here with us today. Again, it's Alejandro from Catalyst Radio and as I've said before, I can't promise you to bring you a podcast every week, but when I do, I promise to bring you something of value and we'll chat soon. Bye for now. Bye.